0: In this session, we want to introduce the Latin noun system. First, I want to teach you some terms that are important to grasp in order to understand Latin nouns. Latin nouns have the following characteristics, gender, number, and case. Inflection means to change the spelling a word to give it a specific meaning. For example, in English, we inflect words to some extent. For example, if we want to say something in the plural, we change the spelling of the verb or we change the subject into a plural form. For example, ball is singular, balls is plural. We add an S to that noun to indicate a plural. Latin is a highly inflected language. And when we inflect a verb, that is called conjugation, which we've been doing in the previous sessions for the Latin verb system. When we inflect a noun, that is called declension. And the verb is to decline. Inflections of Latin nouns indicate these characteristics, gender, number, and case. Gender refers to whether a noun is masculine, feminine, or neuter. There are three genders in Latin, masculine, feminine, and neuter, just like German, modern German, has three genders. Those are the three for Latin. Number refers to whether the noun is singular or plural. So there are two numbers in Latin singular and plural and case indicates the grammatical relationship of the noun to the rest of the words in the sentence Latin nouns are found in six cases and they are nominative genitive dative accusative and ablative and vocative. I've put the vocative up here by the nominative because in all declensions, with one exception, the nominative and the vocative form are identical. They're spelled the same. This paradigm needs to be learned and memorized. That is, these five cases let's say nominative genitive dative accusative ablative you have to learn those terms and that paradigm of declension nominative is the case of the subject if a latin noun is being used as the subject of a sentence it will be found in the nominative case genitive is the case of dependence or possession. It is often or usually translated with the assistance of the English preposition of. Dative is the case of the indirect object. That is to or for the action of the verb. That that for which or to which or for which the action of the verb is directed. I gave the book to my son. To my son would be the indirect object. The book would be the direct object. Accusative is the case of the direct object. That is the noun that directly receives the action of the verb. And then the ablative is the adverbial case and it is usually translated with the prepositions by, with, or from. Vocative, the sixth and final case in Latin, is the case of direct address. When you are directly speaking to someone, you address them in the vocative case, which as I said, is always identical in spelling with the nominative case with one exception, the second declension, where there's a a spelling change. So these are the, the five basic cases that you have to memorize in order to grasp the Latin noun system. Now let's look at that system. Just as Latin verbs belong to one of four conjugations, first, second, third, and fourth. Latin nouns belong to one of five declensions. That is, a declension is a system or a paradigm of identifying the cases of the noun and those cases determine the grammatical relationship of that noun to the rest of the words in the sentence. Latin has five declensions. The first declension is formed with these endings. Our model noun for the first declension is going to be porta, porta, portai feminine gate. Please repeat. Porta, portai feminine gate. The first word here, porta, this is the nominative singular. Form of the noun. This is the form of the noun you will find in the dictionary when you look the word up. The second form here, portai, by the way, that AE there is a diphthong. That is, it's a combination of two vowels that is pronounced as a singular vowel or as, as one vowel. It's pronounced portai, or in ecclesiastical Latin, I believe portai is often the pronunciation. The next symbol here, F, indicates that this is a feminine noun. Remember, Latin has three genders, masculine, feminine, and neuter. And you have to memorize the gender of the noun when you learn the noun. There is no rhyme or reason to why one noun is feminine, another is masculine, another is neuter. You simply have to memorize that. Porta portai Feminine gate here's the meaning of the noun gate The declension is formed as follows Porta portai portai portam porta Portai portarum portis portas portis Nominative genitive dative accusative ablative singular and Nominative genitive dative accusative ablative plural Nominative singular, porta, this is how this noun would be spelled if, if the word were the subject of the sentence. Genitive, that's the case of dependence or possession. And this translates, of the gate, so the gate, of the gate, dative, portai, to or for the gate. Portam, accusative, the gate as the direct object of the sentence. And porta, that would be a long A there, by, with, or from the gate. Plural, portai, the gates as the subject. Genitive, portarum, of the gates dative, portis, to or for the gates, accusative, portas, the gates as the direct object, and ablative plural, portis, by, with, or from the gates. So the endings that you need to memorize for first declension Latin nouns are... A, ah, I, I, am, a, ah. I, arm, is, as, is. You add these first declension endings to the noun base. Similar to a verb, verbs have stems, nouns have bases. The base of the noun is found by going to the genitive singular and dropping off the ending. So, portai, drop off the ae there, and you've got the, the noun base, port. Then you add the declension endings to form that noun in its declension. Once again, the first declension endings are a, i, i, am, a. Please repeat. I, arm, is, as, is. How do you know that a noun belongs to the first declension? You know it by the genitive singular. All first declension nouns have a genitive singular in AE. Most first declension nouns are feminine, although there are some masculine nouns in this declension, and they happen to mostly belong or refer to uh, professions, such as. Nauta, Nautai, Masculine Sailor. Poeta, Poetai, Masculine Poet. Agricola, Agricolai, Masculine Farmer. But those are exceptions. Usually you can rely on a First declension noun to be feminine, because most of them are. So, this paradigm has to be memorized, and this will This will be used then when we actually read Latin text. The second declension. Our model noun will be amicus, amici, masculine, friend. Please repeat. Remember, just as in Latin verbs, in order to master the verb system, you must memorize the principal parts. So, for the Latin noun system, When you learn a noun, you have to learn all of these elements here. Nominative singular, genitive singular, gender, and meaning. You don't simply learn this form, you learn this entire group of forms. Amicus amici masculine friend. The second declension is characterized by an I in the genitive singular. Amicus amiki. If, no, if a noun has an I in the genitive singular, that noun is a second declension noun. How is this declension formed? To the noun base, you add second declension endings. What are those endings? Here they are. Us e o um o e orum ees os ees. You must memorize those endings again. Us e o um o e orum ees os ees. The translation nominative the friend of the friend to or for the friend the friend as direct object, by, with, or from the friend, plural, the friends as subject, of the friends, to or for the friends, the friends as direct object, and by, with, or from the friends, amikis, ablative, plural. Second declension has Masculine nouns and neuter nouns. Amicus is our model noun for the masculine, but this declension, second declension, also has neuter nouns, and our model noun will be donum, doni, neuter, gift. Please repeat. The neuter gender is formed slightly differently than masculine and feminine. Namely, in all neuter nouns in Latin, the nominative and the accusative are identical. That's a steadfast rule. Notice, you can, you can identify this noun as a second declension noun because its genitive singular ends in I, do-ni. That's the sign of the second declension. The genitive singular ends in I. Just like the first declension is indicated by a genitive singular that ends in AE. Second declension, the genitive singular is I. However, for neuter nouns, they are declined with a slight variation, that is, the accusative and the nominative is always identical. So notice, the declension goes, donum, doni, dono, donum, dono. And then the plural is also different. The nominative plural is dona donorum donis dona donis. So the differences are from the masculine. You've got a nominative plural in a and then also accusative plural. And then you've got the accusative singular in um just like the nominative singular. So the translation would be the gift as subject, of the gift, to or for the gift, the gift as direct object, and by, with, or from the gift. And then the plural, the gifts, here's the plural of donum, it's a dona, the gifts, of the gifts, to or for the gifts, the gifts as direct object, and by, with, or from the gifts. And before I leave the second declension, I should remind you that the vocative singular of second declension nouns is formed with an E. So it is not identical with this form here, amicus. The vocative is amike. Amike, if you were speaking to your friend, you would say amike. So there's a a difference here. But other than that, the vocative singular and the nominative singular are the same. Okay, now let's move on to the third declension. The third declension is characterized by a genitive singular in "-is". Our model noun will be rex, regus, masculine, king. Please repeat. Rex, Regus, Masculine, King. To form the third declension, you add third declension endings to the noun base. How do you find the noun base? You go to the genitive singular and you drop off the ending. So, the genitive singular is Regus. You memorize that when you learn the noun. drop off the "-is," that gives you the base of the noun, reg, and then to that base you add third declension endings, and that way you can decline the noun in the third declension. The endings are rex, regis, regi, regem, regae, and in the plural, reges, regum, regibus, reges, regibus. To memorize simply the endings, I do it this way. Blank, is, e, m, a, ace, um, ibus ace, ibus. I say blank for the nominative singular because the nominative singular varies. There's various spellings for the nominative singular. Rex, but it, it depends on the noun. It's always different how the nominative singular is spelled, but the rest of the system is the same is, e, m, a, ace, um, ibus, ace, ibus. So you simply memorize those endings just like you do for the first and second declension. You attach those endings to the verb or to the noun base and you form the noun in its declension. The translation would be, rex, the king as subject, of the king, to or for the king, the king as direct object, and by, with, or from the king, reggae, plural, the kings, as subject, of the kings, U-M, it's a genitive plural ending, regibus, to or for the kings, that is the direct object in the plural, Reges the kings as direct object, and by, with, or from the kings, regibus. The third declension also has neuter nouns, just like the second declension. First declension has no neuter nouns, but the second and the third do, as, do, as does the fourth declension. Our model noun for the third declension, neuter, will be corpus corporis neuter body. Please repeat corpus corporis neuter body. Notice sometimes the genitive singular is spelled differently than the nominative singular. That's why you have to memorize that genitive singular because that form is the one that gives away what the base of the noun is. In this case, the nominative singular corpus is different from the genitive singular corpus. Well, you can identify the noun as a third declension noun because it has is in the genitive singular. Corporis, just like rex regis, is. That's the key to identifying the declension. It is formed as follows Corpus, corporis, corpore, corpus, corpore, plural, corpora, corporum corporibus corpora corporibus. Notice, the neuter has an identical nominative and accusative, corpus, corpus, and in the plural, corpora corpora. The plural is formed with the vowel a, corpora, just like do, na. Um, that's genitive plural. Ibus, a ibus. So, for neuter nouns of the third declension, I, I learn them this way blank, is, e, blank, a, a, um, ibus, a, ibus. The blank indicates that the nominative form varies. There's no one set pattern for, I, for the nominative. The rest of it follows the pattern is, e, Blank, a, I say blank because the accusative and the nominative are always the same. And then the plural, a, um, ibus a, ibus. So that's the third declension. Is in the genitive singular tells you that a noun belongs to the third declension. I in the genitive singular tells you that a noun belongs to the second declension. And a, that is a-e in the genitive singular, tells you that a noun belongs to the first declension. Now let's move down to the fourth declension. There are five declensions altogether. The fourth declension is unique in that it has a characteristic vowel, namely the vowel u, that appears throughout the declension. The fourth declension has masculine and feminine nouns as well as neuter nouns. Our model masculine noun will be fructus, fructus, masculine, fruit. Please repeat. The U-S in the genitive singular indicates that a noun belongs to the fourth declension. U-S in the genitive singular, the formation of the declension is as follows. Fructus, fructus, fructui, fructum, fructu. Fructus, fructuum, fructibus, fructus, fructibus. The endings, if you simply want to learn the endings, they are, us, us, ui, um, u. Us um ibus us ibus. The translation the fruit, of the fruit, to or for the fruit, the fruit as direct object, by, with, or from the fruit. And in the plural, the fruits, although we usually don't use that plural in English, the fruits. Of the fruits, two or for the fruits, the fruits, and by with or from the fruits. Again, the endings us, us, ui, um, u, us, um, ibus, us, ibus. This is the way I learned Latin noun declensions is simply by memorizing these endings. The fourth declension also has neuter nouns. You remember the unique thing about neuter nouns is they have a nominative in an accusative that is identical, okay? So, our model noun will be cornu, cornus, neuter, horn, and it is formed cornu, cornus, cornu, 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 plural, cornua, cornuum, cornibus, cornua, cornibus. The endings for neuter nouns of the fourth declension, oo, ooze, oo, oo, Plural, ua, uam, ibus, ua, ibus. Notice nominative and accusative are the same, singular and plural. And ua, you've got the a there in the nominative plural, and then the accusative is the same. So the fourth declension, the characteristic vowel of this declension is u. In our next session, I'll introduce the fifth declension of the Latin noun system, and we'll do some practice and then move on to our next lesson. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.